What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is officially Saturday, March 14th. I know I should have gotten an episode up earlier today, but alas, we are here. It is officially day, well, now it is day two of trying to figure out what in the world we're going to talk about with hockey not going on. But alas, we will do every bit that we can to discuss the hockey shenanigans on this year podcast. Welcome back, everybody. How are you doing? Hope you had a great work week. Hope you had a good Friday uh, in this weird time of not having sports on our television. I still don't know how to feel about that. It's been very weird. Uh, I guess I will talk about my day as soon as uh, I get done with telling you that my name is Danny Webster. I am your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode. And before we do, Again, by the time this goes up, you're probably waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday going, what in the world is Danny doing? Uh, setting out an episode uh, yesterday or today instead of yesterday. Well, it's because I had a busy day. But in any event, uh, usual housekeeping items out of the way. Before we get to the nitty-gritty of today's episode, if this is the first time you have listened to this podcast, a special welcome to you. If I could give you a snickerdoodle, I would absolutely do so. If you don't like snickerdoodles, I could probably get you another cookie or something. I don't know. Uh, But this is a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you consume your podcasting. Hopefully, we are more than likely there. Uh, If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at LockdownVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you like sending emails, emails are fun too. Emails are a fun way of communication because you can type out paragraphs and you're not limited to 280 characters. Uh, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the place to do so. And again, I do appreciate you stopping by for today. So here's the thing. We are officially in the territory, as you guys know, that we are trying to figure out what in the world we're going to talk about on this show. We have been... I still have not come up with a solidified game plan as far as what in the world this podcast is going to look like for the foreseeable future without hockey on it. Technically, this is still going to be a daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. How that is going to look, I'm not entirely sure. And if my day on Friday is any indication as to what the podcast is going to look like going forward, then maybe we might as well turn into like the HGTV podcast or something because uh, it was a very interesting very interesting day to say the least uh let me let's uh let's give the uh a little synopsis here i guess a little taste of how my day went in the first day of no sports and no hockey to talk about (laughs) it has been one weird day first of all uh my wife and i we went to walmart now that sounds like a death wish. Going to Walmart in this current climate is not the best idea. Uh, fortunately, we don't need toilet paper. We don't need paper towels. We don't need water bottles, unlike everyone else in this world who are going to take the paper towels and build a fort and the water bottles to build a moat. We did not need that. We were trying to get a bulk of food that we are going to use in the coming weeks. So at least we have our freezer stocked up, which is what we do as normal people on a day-to-day basis. We go to Costco to stock up our fridge and to stock up our freezer. We don't go to Walmart and Costco and Sam's Club in the event of an apocalypse. I just want to make that very clear. But 
Uh, we went to Walmart today. That was a very interesting time because uh, the first thing we wanted to get was pasta because um, my brother is in town. My sister-in-law is in town because they are getting their vows renewed tomorrow. So with that comes the fact that my niece, my 10-year-old niece, is also in town as well as my baby nephew. Now, uh, my niece is staying with us for the weekend. And the one thing that my niece loves the most out of all anything in this world probably is my wife's spaghetti and meatballs. And when she makes the spaghetti and meatballs, it's made from scratch, it's homemade, it's got her own recipe, they're fantastic. It is very hard to create spaghetti and meatballs when there is no spaghetti to be had at any point in any store across this city because everybody is using the pasta for their own weird way. Like when we went to Sam's Club the other day, we didn't think we were going to have any pasta. We bought this chickpea pasta, which I'm pretty sure is going to be good because, I'm, I mean, I like hummus, so or, right? Because hummus is chickpeas, right? Or something, something like that. I don't know what it is. Garbanzo beans, chickpeas, whatever it is. But it's, it sounds good, right? But it's not like the thing you're going to put with, you know, meatballs and sauce, right? But we went to Walmart. We eventually got spaghetti because they actually had a good abundant amount of spaghetti. And I was very happy about that. So we got spaghetti. We got a few other things. We bought some vegetables that we can put in the freezer just in the event if we need to actually go this route. You know what I mean? Like, it, we're not the crazies that are bracing for the impending doom. We're just getting the stuff basically necessary that in the event something does happen, we are ready to go. But we're not, like, panicking. You know what I mean? So we go to Walmart. We were there for about an hour and a half. We got the things that we needed. We got the things that we needed for my niece when she's over here, and we do make spaghetti, which will be a fun time. But... We got that done, then went home to do a or to join in a town hall meeting with the uh, Locked On Network, mainly with all the NHL hosts to kind of discuss our course of action for what we're going to do going forward. And I am still in the process of ironing out the ideas, at least for next week, which I will uh, reveal at the end of this episode. So we did that. And then the crazy thing happened today. We decided to watch, my wife and I, we decided to watch the latest 47 Meters Down movie. Now, my wife and my goddaughter watched this when I was doing work for, um, what, what was I doing? The college basketball work that I was doing for the Associated Press last week. So they already got a head start on this movie. And at first, I thought they were watching the first one. I'm like, why are you watching the first one? The first one was okay. It wasn't the greatest movie. It was like, eh. This second one was absolutely the dumbest movie that I've seen in a very long time. I don't think I have come across so many uh, facepalm moments, shaking my head moments at shark deaths than I had watching this movie. Like, you had the dumb character. You had the dumb girl who is just begging to get herself eaten. You had the dad... The dad who was the the husband in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, I can't remember the actor's name to save my life, but he was in that movie. He was the dad in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the husband in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and 
he had a moment in the movie where he was like Samuel L. Jackson in well, what was it, Deep Blue or whatever that was, but the movie where he's having this monologue and all of a sudden a shark comes up and just de- destroys him. That that was basically my thought. And then we just went to the final forty five minutes of like, really, everyone's gonna die. Everyone's gonna die. Even the sisters are gonna die. And they 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 almost did. They got bit by a shark. Like one of them got bit, and then the other one had to go back in, save her, and then come back. And then she gets bit, and then she had to find a way to save herself. And then the movie ended. And I don't know how in the world we got to that point, but alas, we got to that point. That movie was stupid. If you have not seen 47 Meters Down Uncaged, I would very highly recommend don't. I, I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, then after that, uh, did some cleaning. Or did some cleaning. Um, actually, yes, did some cleaning. After the cleaning was done, uh, we then picked up my goddaughter from school, and then we went to Costco. Now, again, we went to Costco because earlier in the day at Walmart... I was going to get those like Swiffer wet jet uh, pads, the wet ones that you put on the mop and then you can mop the floor because our apartment has wooden floors. It's not carpet. So we needed the like the, the wet mops to, you know, sweep the floor. Walmart didn't have any of that. They had like another brand, but it wasn't Swiffer. So, of course, my next thought is let's go to Costco because Costco surely is not going to run out of Swiffer wet jet, right? Wrong. Swiffer WetJet is gone from Costco. No one has those at any point. Costco did not have them. So we ended up buying the dry ones, which we will probably use in our venture to clean our apartment. And on our way out, we we were checking out. We only got like four things. I think part of it was like we got soap and we got some bouillon and we we got some other stuff. I can't remember what else we got. And on our way out... I love my wife to death. She finds the good in a lot of people. There was this man and this woman that were wheeling out large grocery carts of supplies and food. This man was pushing one of those large orange carts, right, of, and I kid you not, guys, this cart had pancake mix, about 20 to 25 bags of pancake mix, about 40 to 45 jars of tomato sauce. I didn't see anything else but that because it looked like it was encompassing the whole cart. Now, her first thought, along with my first thought, was that this guy has gone off the deep end and he's going to be making pancakes for the rest of time. And then my wife decided to say, well, it's probably for charity. And you know what? At the end of the day, it probably is for charity. You know, I, I could be the complete pessimistic asshole and be like, why in the world are we even doing this? Why are we even doing for all the crazies that have come across again, I'm not trying to make light of the coronavirus. I'm not trying to do that under any circumstance, but when you see guys going in with hazmat suits or they're wearing gas or they're wearing masks and they're just wheeling all this food and I'm like, how much of it are you really going to give to people in need and how much of it are you really going to keep for yourself? And that's the part that irked me. But I'm hoping, I, I am deeply hoping that whatever he's doing with this pancake mix and this tomato sauce, I hope it's the greatest tomato pancakes that he's ever made in his life. Because I, 
again, it was it was wrapped too. Like it wasn't like just full out of the box. Like he probably had to have picked it up. So maybe again, maybe for charity. Either that or he's just a complete asshole who's just selling everything off. I don't know. Part of it is pro- that that is likely the case. But again, I'm going to reserve judgment. I will not be the asshole that I was earlier in the day. I will think good of this person that he is deserving of the Congressional Medal of Freedom going forward. Because uh, if Rush Limbaugh can get it, anybody can get it at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we got home and then... I did some cleaning. I cleaned uh, our bedroom. I cleaned the closet. And that was that. And then we went to go see my brother and picked up my niece. My niece is here now. And they are going to watch Frozen 2 while I probably play video games. So that, my friends, was my first day without sports. And all I will say is that after 47 meters down, I miss sports. That was the moment where I was like, please, dear God, get me like some sort of basketball game just to get me through whatever the hell it was I just watched. Because there was even a part where like 20 minutes left, I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, you know, (laughs) the movie's over. It's a great movie. And then literally the next minute, well, we're not done yet. And then five minutes later, okay, movie's over. This was great. Everybody move on. And then... It kept going, and it kept going, and it kept going, and it kept going, and I'm just like, meanwhile, there's no memorial for the people that died. The mom probably doesn't even know. There was nothing at the end of the movie that says, oh, hey, mom, by the way, dad died and three of our friends died. Make total sense. Absolutely total sense. If you're watching a shark movie, it just makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah, so that that was my day. I hope your day was good as that. As good as that, I should say. Because it all is a great day. It's a great, great day. So before we get into talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast next week, because again, we've got a lot of time to kill, I want to take a little bit of time and talk to you guys about a new tech company that is here to help make buying or selling your home that much easier. And I'm obviously talking about Homey. Now, I don't know the first thing about real estate. I have no idea how the legalities go. Whenever my wife and I go uh, looking at model homes, we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's just save up the the 400, 500,000 up in Inspirata where it could possibly happen one day when I'm like 50. But if we don't really know when or where to start, but I'm pretty sure, actually, no, I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure when we start looking and we're officially ready to buckle down, we're going to go with Homie. Now, Homie, again, as I mentioned, new tech company trying to make buying or selling your house as easy as possible. There are many different ways real estate companies can get to you. Like there's, you know, there's hidden fees, there's added commission. With Homie, there's none of that. There are a team of agents that are ready to help you at the turn of a dime. There's no high commissions. There's only a flat fee of $2,500 when your home sells. It's an amazing feature. And again, it's pretty much all driven online, but this is a company that is more than just online. They are ready to help you at the turn of a dime. And now when you sign up for Homey, you can get $250 off your listing fee. Seriously, what a deal. $250 off when 
your flat fee of $2,500 when your home sells. It's fantastic. How do you get that $250 off? Here's how. All you have to do is text the word NIGHTS to 88588, and that's $250 off your first listing. That is a ridiculous deal. And my friends at Homey are excited to bring their game-changing real estate service to the Vegas community. In fact, they're an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. So if you are a Golden Knights fan and you know you're watching a game or you see them on TV and you're probably going to see their advertising in a little in a little bit, you know, when the hockey season starts ramping up, you're going to want to know that Homey is the way to go. It's time we do away with the high real estate commissions currently entrenched in the process of buying and selling a home. Homey the mission is to do just that and to save their customers thousands of dollars. You want more info and to get $250 off your listing, text Knights to 88588, and that's Homie. Text Knights to 88588. Okay, so what do we do next week? That is the big question. What are we doing next week in the first long stretch of whatever the hell it is we're going to talk about on this podcast? Um... I think what we're going to do is next week, I think we're going to do a little story time because I have obviously been fortunate enough to cover this team for now three, two plus seasons coming on three. And for the time that we've had this podcast, I really have not had a chance to talk about my thoughts from say year one, some thoughts on year two. So I think next week, I'm going to pick out some of my favorite moments from year one. Doesn't necessarily need to be just the Stanley Cup final, although that is the that is the coup de gras, I suppose, when it comes to talking about this team in year one. Um, but there are a lot of different things, that, uh, especially about the Cup final, that I would love to tell. Um, especially the events leading up to Game 1, the the party that went outside T-Mobile Arena, um, how Game 2 nearly could have changed the complexion of that series, how I got stranded at the Atlanta International Airport before my connecting flight to D.C. prior to Game 3, and I did not make Game 3 until the third period started. That is a story that I've always said that I will put in my memoirs one day. And if y'all want me to tell that story, I will be more than happy to do that because that story is just chef's kiss. It's all, it's always a fun, it's always a fun tale to tell. Uh, the rest of the time in DC was pretty fun, but, uh, the, the events leading up to it, believe me, I was very, very nervous. So, um, yeah, I think next week, all of next week, I'm going to split it up to five different things um i think we'll do i think monday through friday will be like a chronological way going through year one you know what i mean so like monday will be the expansion draft and it'll be you know the the games leading up to the regular season tuesday i think will be you know obviously october one and um just the first couple of games in the season. Wednesday will be more of a kind of an over synopsis of when I think one change happened and when I think something else happened. And then Thursday will be the playoffs. Friday, I think will be the Stanley Cup final. And I think that will be a lot of fun. Now, 
one of the things that uh, were discussed today was like, oh, you should do like a historical view of the Golden Knights. Well, unfortunately, we have only three years to go off of out of the 101 or 102 that have been played in the NHL. So really the, the whole historical synopsis is, but I guess telling it through my lens of me covering the team, I think would be, that might be a lot of fun. I, I think uh, I think I will enjoy telling these stories as they go. Um, obviously, I came into the game very late. You know, people were covering the Golden Knights well before the Golden Knights even had a were the name of the team. They were calling when Vegas hockey was the thing. So I came into the game very late. I came into the game around May of 2016 or no May of 2017. So I. I'm not as entrenched as I think a lot of other people were, but I think I've covered them enough to where I can lend my opinions on certain things. And I think it'll be a little bit of fun. So that I think is what we're going to do for next week. We're going to do Monday through Friday breakdown of year one and just my overall memories and thoughts of year one. And I, and I think Wednesday will be a little bit more fun also because we'll get up to the trade deadline and a couple of other discussions about the trade deadline that did or did not happen with Vegas. Just throwing that out there. But I think it will be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys will enjoy because, again, we got so much time to kill. It is ridiculous how much time we have to kill at this rate. Um so with that, though, I think really the best thing to do is to call it an episode because, I mean, really, I, cool. I mean, I, get, I can talk to you guys about my day more, I mean, a little bit if you want. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be like anything like today, I'm probably going to watch more crappy movies if that's the case. I did today... Uh, I did watch Godzilla King of the Monsters again today, which I think is a very underrated movie. Like the first, the, the first modern Godzilla, the one that came out a few years ago, I was so excited for, and it kind of let me down, but it was still, I think it was still a good movie. Like I've always been a fan of the Godzilla movies. So to me that I thought was just really good. King of the Monsters, though, I think is a very underrated good movie. Like, I can understand why people just wouldn't like it because, oh, giant monsters, giant mutated monsters that destroy things. You know, I I get that, but I don't know. Like, I I thought that movie was so good, and the fact that they got almost all the monsters, like King Ghidorah and Mothra, the, the, the main two right there, that did it for me. Like, just get those two. I don't care about anybody else. Mothra, and King Ghidorah just kicking ass. Ghidorah was such a freaking oh man, that is a monster. Like if you want to build like the antagonist of any monster movie, you need to have Ghidorah at every single forefront of your brainstorming sessions because that one was tall as hell, like. I don't know, taller than like three stratospheres combined. Two shot lightning out all three of his heads, right? Three was really smart. Now, part of that probably had to do with like the radiation and all this shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, the thing was tall and was smart as hell. Like there were people running for their lives. Like, oh, I was trying to maneuver. And all it took was one stomp. Bam. 
And it was totally intended to stomp on these people. Like, Ghidorah was such a freaking beast. No, no pun intended, but really was awesome. Like, that is... I forgot, what was the, I'm trying to remember, Muto, Muto was the name of the, uh, the antagonist monster in the last Godzilla movie, and to me, I had no idea what any significance was of Muto, because it didn't really feel organic, it did, it didn't feel, it did not feel like it, it belonged in the universe of Godzilla, you know what I mean, it didn't feel real, other than just destroying San Francisco, destroying all around, whatever it was, it did not feel real to me. Or were they in San Francisco? I, I think, I thought they were. It was like San Francisco, New York, I can't remember which one it was. But to me, that was, I, I thought it was a good advertising of a movie. You know what I mean? Like that to me was just, that was the perfect, the perfect way to start. Um, But again, I don't exactly know what that entails. I think they were in San Francisco. I'm, I'm so stuck on this. Hold on. Like I'm literally looking this up right now as I go. San Francisco. Okay, it was San Francisco, right? And eventually, I remember the part in the first Godzilla movie where they eventually went to Las Vegas. It looked nothing like Las Vegas because everything was already destroyed. Like, I think they, I think they shot it inside the Paris or something. I can't remember which hotel it was. But when, when you pan out, literally everything is gone. It's just a giant wasteland of a desert, and all there is is just casinos just lying around. Like, What? <laughs> Like that made absolutely zero sense to me, but I think that was a good appetizer for what King of the Monsters was, and so far as I know, that's still on track. Godzilla versus Kong is expected this year. Now, I'm excited about Godzilla. At any point, you throw in King Kong against Godzilla. Sign me the hell up. And you remember at the end of King of the Monsters, like at the end of the end, like after the whole teasers and whatnot, remember they had the the evil guy. I can't remember what his character's name was, but he was the guy in Game of Thrones. Remember him? And he went to this like basement dweller type thing and one of Ghidorah's heads was sitting there, right? One, I want to know what the hell he's going to do with Ghidorah's head. One of Ghidorah's heads. Two, how much of a role is he going to play in Godzilla versus Kong? I am stoked for that. If you are stoked for Godzilla versus Kong, we will have a discussion about it. Absolutely, I think it's November. The movie comes out or something like that. Um, see, this is this is what we're reduced to talking about. <laughs> this is what we are reduced to talking about when we have nothing else to talk about. It's all in good fun, right? All right, so. Godzilla vs. Kong. When it comes out, we're probably going to do a movie review on it. I think that'll be fun. All right. That will do it for me, guys. Uh, again, it's Saturday morning now. We probably should have gotten this up yesterday, but it's okay. I hope nobody hates me. Um, but we'll be back Monday to begin my synopsis of year one of this franchise. And it should be a lot, a lot of fun. So thank you guys for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing, all that jazz. All your support, especially 
during this time of which we've got nothing to talk about is always appreciated. Uh, if you're an Apple podcast, by the way, if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and review, lets people know where to find the podcast and also lets me know how I'm doing. Um, all of it is greatly appreciated. And all your support is greatly appreciated. Good, bad, or indifferent. doesn't matter. Uh, the fact is that you actually clicked onto this podcast and listened to it. And even in these times where we have nothing to talk about, um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. So that'll do it for me, guys. Thank you. I will catch you Monday for a revisionist history of year one of the Golden Knights starting on Monday with likely the expansion draft. So thank you, guys. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you on Monday. Have a good one.